Technorama episode 690. I lost my mood ring. Hey, welcome to Technorama. This is the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. It is great if you are joining us for the first time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you're returning, welcome back. We appreciate you giving us your time. I'm Chuck Tomasi from sunny Phoenix, Arizona, and that giggling voice you heard just behind the microphone, if you're listening or if you're watching, is the one and only Craig Stepp. How are you, Craig? I don't giggle. Chortle? Guffaw? <laughs> what, 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 what level of humor are we talking about? Laughing out loud. <laughs> Gut buster? There's, yeah. I, I'm ROFL. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. R-O-T-F-O. Oh, boy. S-O-L. That's more like it. That's right. Ah, uh, if you're listening to this, you missed some of the pre-show banter about uh, how other live streams greet their people, and it. Uh, yeah. We're not going to get into that. You have you'd have to watch. <laughs> Paul says, "Sorry, go ahead." <laughs> oh, okay. So before the show, Paul was saying, I, you know, "I'm concerned that I may have met you, but forgotten about it." We're we're doing the live chat thing here, and he says, uh, "You are at the podcast and new media expo, Coverville episode 500." The one with the zombies. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Yes. R O F L M A O R P G M M O R. That's I'm a, that's what I'm gonna name my next dog. No, please don't. <laughs> Come here, R F. We'll just call him Emoji for short. Yeah. In not. the evening, your two drinks in. Ruffle. Come here. Ruffle mow. Okay. <laughs> that would be kind of a funny name, Ruffle Mom. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. We have some feedback, some okay. of which is even from one of our viewers right now. Why don't we start with that one if I can get the right one here? Let's go. Whoops. Hey, didn't rewind. Let's start over. No, no. Stop. <laughs> oh. Stop. Rewind. I can't grab the little scrubber. What's up with this? Page. The page. Pre. Yeah, I was going to say page refresh. Try that again. Here we go. Hey, guys, this is Mike Robinson, and I got my notice, and I was ready to listen to the program on Saturday, and it didn't happen, and I started wondering, is your mood ring a Decepticon, and did it get you? Yes. Apparently it did. Maybe you should run Windows at it. Maybe that'll confuse it, and you can run away. Anyway, have a good one, guys. I cast a spell of running away. Uh, No, that is completely my fault. I was in charge of setting up the stream last night Mm -hmm. in preparation for tonight. It's lucky that I remembered it instead of 10 minutes before broadcast time. I actually made it part of my Saturday Technorama routine, and it is prone to human error. A couple weeks ago, I had it set for 6.30 a.m. Sunday instead of p.m., and this time I had it for 6.30 p.m. Saturday, so I just didn't click the right date on the calendar, and uh, you called me out. So, yep, it happens. It happens. I'm very willing to admit it. Yeah, until we're replaced with AI, expect errors. <laughs> I'm I'm going to separate the AI with a P. I want an API. As soon as StreamYard gets their APIs, I, then I'll automate that bejeebies out of this thing. So you can have IFTTT ping you and tell you to do something. Wait, we, certain... we're done. Let, let's, we're going to have like a swear jar full of letters in this thing. We already had R-O-F-L-M-A-O. I want to go ahead and uh, scope out this project. IFTTT. <laughs> no, stop with the letters. We're, it's going to turn into a drinking game soon. Yeah. Okay. Then let us go on to the second one. Right. Hey, it's Crazy Joe from Hi. the Crazy Joe Adventures hey, Crazy YouTube Joe. channel. Uh, did I hear correctly? No. Did did not one but two different people actually say that Alf has not aged well? <laughs> oh my god, are these people on crack? Okay, hold on. Hold on. First you gotta know Joe is a huge Alf fan. The the better part about this was Google Translate said, Did I hear correctly? That uh, it, it's in two different sentences, but it says, actually say that Alice has not aged well. Remember the oh. sitcom Alice with, you know, Flo and Mel, like, kiss my grits, hey, that whole thing? That's timeless. That's timeless. <laughs> no, that hasn't aged well. 
Alice is timeless. So I was curious why Joe was defending Alice. It's my grits. Okay, let's keep going on this. Uh, no, no, Alf has aged wonderfully. Age, uh, Alf has aged beautifully. I still look like the day uh, I was Alf born. Is currently streaming on Peacock. You can watch episodes commercial free on Peacock if you're part of the commercial free plan. It's also streaming on Tubi TV with ads. And uh, I recommend going back and rewatching it. It is a really good show that was ahead of its time. Uh, it's actually more poignant today than it was at the time uh, because of how uh, our culture has gone. Because Alf was a show about the outsider. It was about the guy who lived among us but wasn't one of us. And this allowed Alf to have a commentary on human culture and the stupid things we do and... <laughs> It was a brilliant show. Really, really brilliant. And I'm really surprised, actually, that in our age of uh, nostalgia and nonstop revivals, that ALF has not been able to mount a comeback. Fair point. Because uh, series creator Paul Fusco was trying to bring ALF back a couple of years ago and couldn't find a home for the show. Uh, he, you know, he, he had a series that he wanted to sell and now for revival and nobody was biting, which is shocking because with the number of streaming services we have, Netflix, Peacock, Disney, uh, you know, um, Paramount Plus, and they all need content. And you have uh, a recognizable IP that is beloved uh, from the 80s like Alf. Who wouldn't jump at the chance? It's, it's shocking that he was having trouble selling that, but I have a lot of hope that we're going to see Alpha again soon because the rights were just recently sold. And um, oh, supposedly we're finally going to start getting uncut versions of the original episodes because for the past 20-some years, all that's been available are the syndicated versions, which mm. had uh, time cut out of them. But, yeah, no, oh. I recommend going back and giving Alpha another look because that show was really, really smart, really uh intelligent, well-written, and uh, ahead of its time. All right, everybody, keep wearing those pajamas. Okay, you've, you've you put up a fair case, Joe. I'm, a, I'm actually going to go uh, watch a few episodes because mm-hmm. it has been a long time since I've ever seen it. And so. We kind of knew he would call in to do You're right. Oh, I know. <laughs> I just, you know, if they revived it today, I wonder how they would fit somebody in that small Alice outfit. <laughs> Google Translate has no idea what to do with the word Alf. That's says, funny. He said, uh, but I have a, a lot of hope that we're going to see Alpha again. <laughs> just has no idea what the word Alf is. What if they rebooted it as a uh, more grounded and gritty show? <laughs> you know, version of like Battlestar Galactica, you know, where they darker, to make it dark gritty, Alf. Darker. <laughs> yeah, dark Alf. <laughs> Wait, dark Alf, that sounds like he belongs on the Lord of the Rings show, right? Uh, that's okay. coming up later. We just finished yes. that, so hold on. Okay, right. that's it for the voicemail. We do have our question of the week that we asked you, and our question was, what older classic horror movie would you recommend? And we got several responses to this, so yeah, we did. let's start with uh, our wunderkind, Steve London. <laughs> what? Nothing. You're I'm laughing just at my you German to... about a Swedish guy. Yeah, I'm trying to listen to you <laughs> speak Swedish. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a Swedish word, but I figured eh, close enough. Uh, but Ghost Ship from 2002 is a movie, and I never uh, have been able to see it in one sitting. I effing hate it. It really oh. gets to me every time. But classics: the first installment of Omen. Really yeah, scary. freaked me out. Yes. Yeah. Alien. Mm-hmm. Some of the older zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead. I think yep. we can add to the list uh, Bad Taste and Brain Dead, but they are more gore than horror. That's a right. good point. Horror does not necessarily, add, and that's why I'm glad you put Alien in here, because it's often misinterpreted. It's like, that's that's a sci-fi movie. It's like, no, that's a horror movie. And you don't need gore to show a good horror movie. All right, so Fritz Ulrich. Uh, Seward said Creature from the Black Lagoon, Arsenic, and Old Lace. Oh, I got to go back and watch some of those. 
Yeah. Sorry about the mispronunciation, Fritz. <laughs> hey, that yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, uh, I remember a while back they showed the this is a long, obviously a long time ago. They they showed the creature from Black Lagoon on TV and 3D. You know, oh. go to the store like a convenience store and get the red and blue glasses. Yeah. Um, and we did that and watched it. It was pretty cool. See it in 3D like that. Jack, this Bang- is like oh, I was probably ahead. like 14 or so. It's been a long time ago. Back before they had like the polarized yeah yeah it was fun yeah it was like you could go to like um 7-elevens or something like that and the local station had the glasses and all the 7-elevens in the area so you could just go to a convenience store and pick pick the red and blue glasses up and it came on and i, th- I thought they showed two movies it was christian black lagoon and seemed like there was something else but Blood i remember Ula. that for sure well, yeah uh, uh, hey you know this is very timely with it being october and all so maybe that's this right. would be a good time for people to go watch their horror movies of the classic. Yeah, horror. that's the whole. That's what do you think I thought of when I put the question in there? Hey, this show <laughs> never has a plan. We're just a collection of happy coincidence. Okay. Yeah. Jack Mangan says Night of the Living Dead, Bride of Frankenstein, and also uh, Poltergeist. All right. And uh, one, I'm going to apologize to Mike because we've been saying his name wrong. Yes. There's a good reason to call into the listener line so we can pronounce your name properly. (laughs) Yes. Right. So Mike Robinson says uh, original Hellraiser. Yes, I agree. Dracula cast a deadly spell. I'm not familiar with that one. Abbott Gostella McFrankenstein. Familiar with that one. Uh, Godzilla, the original. Pit and Pendulum. Ooh, that yep. that was, I heard that as a radio show originally. Yeah, Vincent Price. That's man. how his, old I am. His voice really gets to me. Uh, and anything, well, anything with Vincent Price. There you oh, go. the Thriller song. <laughs> Creatures crawl yeah. in search of blood to terrorize yeah, some... your, your neighborhood. And whomsoever I... shall be found without a soul for getting down. <laughs> you know somebody yeah that's pretty good actually somebody uh posted a video recently when he was on johnny carson and um and uh oh gosh what was her name uh my mind went blank uh she sat in for him um oh my gosh who who, who was the co-host or who was a uh, his um johnny carson stand-in ed mcmahon uh, no uh female Oh, she hosted it sometime. Joan oh. Rivers. Joan Rivers. Thank you. Wow, Joan I Rivers was, was like throwing darts at a dartboard behind my back. Yeah. Well, Joan Rivers said, um, had him read it on TV. She goes, "This has got to be the first time you've done this on TV." He said, oh, "Yeah, actually, it has." And he did it. He he sat there and just read it off the top of his head. It's pretty awesome. Uh, John Kretzer says, "The day the Earth stood still, 1951 version." Absolutely. Mm. That's right. Um, let's see. Did we have a share? And I had a share had, on here. I, you did had I have some, some, uh, I did have some responses. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. Lone Guy's Night says, Ghostbusters. Is that a horror movie? <sighs> really? Because, <laughs> uh, Paul said, Little Shop of Horrors in here too. Like, mm-hmm. or 1985 Reanimator. I don't, okay. We're not going to debate that all night. You want to take the last one? Yeah, and uh, Sean Brockman said, Cat People, Phantasm, and Hellraiser. Oh, there goes our clean rating. Now I have to put an explicit. You're supposed to say Heck, heck Razor. Oh, come on. Phantasm was actually uh, one I remember seeing I, back in the day. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That one doesn't feel like it will hold up well. But hey, they didn't have to hold up. You just said, what are some classic ones you'd recommend? That yeah. was our question. You Thank know, I did. You, yeah. I did read. I did look. Um, the there's a reimagining of Hellraiser. I think it's on Hulu, and it had actually a decent Rotten Tomatoes score. So I'm gonna have to go check that out. All right. Yeah. Okay, we have expired all of our voicemails, but we'll have another question for you at the end of the show. And if you have any ideas of things that uh, you want to correct on this show, including your name, <laughs> call into hey, the listener line. Yes. Just go back one episode and you'll find something. <laughs> That's right. Doesn't take much to entertain us. You can get a hold of us at 707-530-2428 or email us, technorama.com. And that's all I'm going to say about that for now. 
Let's right. go into the history segment and make fools of ourselves once again. Yes, absolutely. That's pretty much all this show is about. On this day in history for October 19th, 2022. Man, I have so many people I know have birthdays on this date, but none of them are in this list. It's the 292nd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are just a 73 days, if my math is correct. Yeah, you got, wow, less than 90 days uh, for Christmas. Better hurry. It was on this date in 1386 that the Universitat Heidelberg held its first lecture, making it the oldest German university. And also on this date in October 19th, 1900, Max Planck. 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 Sounds like a game. Max Planck. Uh, Discovered Planck's law of black body radiation. That's not a racist remark, people. I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. (laughs) You had to qualify that? October 19, 1943, streptomycin, the first antibiotic remedy for tuberculosis, was... Oh, I have to do it this way. Tuberculosis. (laughs) You ever watch uh, or listen to Bulbous Buffon? Never mind. It's It's a fun Dr. Demento sketch. Uh, It was isolated by researchers at Rutgers University. And that same date in 1987, Black Monday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by 22%, which is back then was 508 points. Which means the Dow was at about 2,500 and fell to about 2,000, which seems paltry by today's comparison, but hey, it was not. Mother Teresa was beat up by Pope John Paul, I mean, uh, beatified, beatified by Pope John Paul II on this date in 2003. All right. And happy birthday goes out on this date to an uh, Italian astrologer and philosopher, Mauricio Venicio. <laughs> He's born on this date in 1430. Leave the Italian names to me. Yeah. Marsilio Ficino. Okay. Yeah. Now we get into some fun stuff. Uh, October 19th, 1885, American banker and philanthropist, the co-founder of Merrill Lynch Wealth Management, Charles E. Merrill. And Marguerite Perry, the French physicist and academic, was born 113 years ago today. <sighs> I got to inhale for this one. It's a long name. <laughs> yeah. Subramanian Chandrasekhar, the Indian-American astrophysicist, astronomer, and mathematician, don't worry, there's one coming up for you. Uh, Nobel mm-hmm. Prize laureate was born on this date in 1910. And, uh, okay, there I am. Born October 19th, 1916, French, Spanish immunologist and academic. Nobel Prize laureate, Jean Dossett. Oh, how did this work? I got both of them. Okay. Yay. I thought I had three in here, so it was an odd number. Okay, I'm going to take this apart and say it slowly. Sharad Chandra... Shankar Shrikande. Sounds That's good to me. Three-part name. The Indian yeah. mathematician. He was born 105 years ago today. Can you imagine somebody over there going, Craig Stamp? <laughs> Saying it nice and slow. Oh, I have gotten that before. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Australian American oceanographer, uh, author, and academic, Walter Monk. He was the star of the show Monk. No, he wasn't. Born on this date in 1917. American animator, producer, and voice actor who co-founded the Filmation Company, Lou Scheimer, was born 94 years ago today. And Robert Reed, the American actor, was born 90 years ago today. That's uh, Mr. Brady, right? From the Brady Bunch? Yes. Okay. American actor John Lithgow, Lord Farquaad, he was born <laughs> on this date in 1945. Hey, is he compensating for something, Donkey? <laughs> Stupid line. Also born on that same date in 1951, Greek mathematician and phys- physio- uh, physicist, excuse me, Demetrio uh, Christodulio. Hey, not bad. There you go. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Pick number two, my lord. Duo Luo. <laughs> Pick number three, my lord. Yeah. Listener birthdays this week include Russell Pearson, aka Nine Reads, Mike from near Des Moines, Iowa, on the 20th. The 21st has a couple of birthdays. Daniel Ebdrup Jensen, a.k.a. Debdrup, and Justin Deal. Oh, we got to change his name. (gasps) He's not going by Justin anymore. 22nd is Zach, ZML2008, and Cassandra Therian from Canada. And several 
as in four quattro birthdays on the 25th, including Mad Marv. Yes, it's spelled K-Y-L-E, but it's pronounced Marv. Hope that helps. <laughs> we just used that joke a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no. Yeah. Human Shield, Brit on Tour, a.k.a. Jason, and Scott from Minneapolis. Happy birthday to all of you. If it's your birthday this week, <clears throat> happy birthday, even if you're not on the calendar. But if you want to get on the calendar, Craig's going to put a banner on the screen, and I'm going to hey, tell Mark? you how. Because you're going to go to chuckchat.com slash birthday. Put your name in there. We got you covered. Easy as that. And then you get to be part of a podcast, and you live on the internet forever like the rest of us. Right. Sort of. Yeah. Along with your Where my consciousness pictures. is going when I pass away. <laughs> Gonna upload it? Yeah, that's right. That's the way it was on this day in history for October 19th, 2022. If you we already told them how to get on the birthday calendar. So out, out with you, marching band. Is it the end? Yeah, good timing. We really have no idea where the song ends. No, it's somewhere about an hour from now. I have a 13-minute version of this song for Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yes! All right, let's move on with some news picked by a random button. Good news, everyone! Hey, okay. I got to tell you, this headline made me laugh. I think it you mentioned like this there... on the topic is Trek last week, but uh, I don't think everybody listened to it. So go ahead. Yeah, but the top, you know, this thing, oh my gosh. it's The title made me laugh because it seems like meta is scraping the bottom of the barrel or, or thinking they're inventing things we already have. Meta announces legs. <laughs> She's got legs. She knows <laughs> how to use Obviously, them. this is for their avatars. Yes. Um, this uh, is, uh, they, were a whole, they were making a bunch of announcements about, their, about what all they can do in VR now. And a lot of it did seem stretchy. Uh, or uh, Stretchy? Out there. <laughs> yeah, their legs are stretchy. No, it just seems like... Um, you know, they're trying to throw everything at VR, which I still maintain is uh, probably somewhat entertaining, but it feels like uh, a fad like 3D. That's what I get. But it's they introduced uh, all yeah. kinds of stuff like they were previously just floating avatars, you know, and for a lot of their um, kind of like the conferencing the, 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 and, the Mies on uh, on the old Wii where you put together your character and it's like, yeah, I have like I have like softballs for hands <laughs> yeah well that was the other thing they were did they did mention was that uh people did say that it looked they liked the look of hand the disembodied hands rather than arms attached to it which i don't know that's what he said i don't understand that at least on their their research meta announces so, what else could meta announce meta announces shoes meta announces <laughs> Clothes. Clothes. <laughs> Your avatars were naked, but you got to buy clothes from us. Otherwise, you're going to have a naked avatar in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I it just seems like they were throwing, <laughs> throwing everything at the... Let's announce legs. <laughs> Maybe it's an acronym for something. We're not sure. Yeah. Have you messed with VR much? Oh, only the small sample I got at our conference when we went into our virtual training space. That's and they right. said, Chuck, you're in our virtual training space. And I had to look oh. around and I was like, oh, there's a poster of me on the wall over there. There's a disembodied head with a bow tie floating under it. <laughs> or a disembodied <laughs> bow tie. Yeah. All Hi. hail the bow tie. Hi, I'm Chucky. How can I help you? Yeah. You've entered our VR space. It looks like you're looking for training. Right. <laughs> yeah. You've passed your CSA. Can I help you tell you what's next? Yeah, what's next? All right. Well, what's next, Chuck? Next up is that there may be a huge ocean beneath the Earth's surface because really? scientists have found evidence of water that's hundreds of miles down. And they discovered this because of an inclusion they found in a diamond. This diamond had something called, what is it? It starts with an R. I'm looking for the word. It says, at Goethe University in Frankfurt, Germany, geoscientists were investigating a diamond that was known to have formed more than 410 miles beneath the Earth's surface in Botswana, Africa. And when analyzing the contents of the stone, they found it contained a large amount of water. The high volume of water in the diamond is evidence that supports a theory, which previously had been just a theory, that a huge ocean is suspended between the upper and lower layers of the 
Earth, deep within the planet's crust. They're saying mm -hmm. in the transition layer between the upper mantle and the lower mantle. And I'm trying to figure out how there could be that much water in such a hot place without going kaboom as steam. Now, I know... I know steam, in order for something to boil, pressure is a factor and the pressures are immense down there. So it's probably keeping the boiling point much higher than we would see here at 100 degrees C, 212 Fahrenheit. That's a number everyone can remember, right? Yes. Uh, but it just, there were, I don't know. It, it, it seems, uh, I need, I need some proof, you know. I know somebody's not going to drill a hole 410 miles down and go, oh, I struck water. And I don't know what they <laughs> intend to do with this information because it's not like you can go get it because hey, a, I'd be afraid if they drill. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, first of all, this, this water may be intrinsic to the way that our earth operates internally. Yeah. It, such as, Oh, there's there's a certain amount of water here or not here, which could create a hot spot that creates the uh, mid-oceanic ridge or uh, a hot spot for the Hawaiian Islands or something. And if we were dumb enough to actually go down and get it and go there, we've solved all the problems. Well, I don't even know if it's fresh water or salt water or sulfur water. Who knows? Uh, I guess sulfur water would be acid, wouldn't it? The... Uh, it, it, it would it would likely disrupt a balance that's been going on for millions and millions of years, billions right. of years at this point, and then we just doom our planet even more. So I say, fine, if you can detect it, so what? I mean, I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon here, but does this have any knowing? What, what do we get out of knowing this, even if it's a theory that's proven true? It's, it's, it's not like Jules Verne where you go down and you drill a hole and it's like, hey, there's dinosaurs down here in a jungle and where's the light coming from? I don't know. Yeah. That's... I don't know. Uh, I'd be afraid they're going to drill down there and the earth will just go, you know, deflate. Or like a balloon. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh-oh, we can't plug the hole back up. Hey, oh, another one of our Patreon people, Dan, is on. Says, hey, guys. <laughs> we oh, sorry, we're, don't, we're not going back to the beginning where we talked about how to greet yourself, your viewers. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah. yeah. Just right. get Sigler to write another book about it. <laughs> yeah. Earthcore. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's an ocean down there. Earthcore. Yeah. He didn't count on that. <laughs> Earthcore 12. All right. Okay. So this next article is about artificial intelligence and how it could soon diagnosed illness, illnesses based on the sound of your voice. This was intriguing. And, I, I, yeah. I, I thought this was, this was fascinating. Uh, where were the, the five different kinds of, yeah, go ahead. Uh, anyway. So um, they were saying that, you know, all of the, the vibrations and breathing patterns that you, when you, as you speak, yep. could give you a, a lot of information about your potential health situation. Um, they asked experts, if you could close your eyes, when a patient comes in just by listening to their voice, would you have any way of diagnosis? And of course they couldn't, but they could if we use an AI. So when someone speaks low and slow, it might have, uh, they may have Parkinson's slurring might be a sign of a stroke. Scientists even diagnose depression or cancer. They it, could even, yeah, they that. said there's, they, it, could, they could possibly detect things like mm -hmm. neurological disorders, voice disorders, mood disorders, respiratory disorders, and even pediatric disorders like autism or speech delays. I yeah. thought that was, that's fascinating. They're going to need a good sample of this because everybody's got a different way of speaking. Anyway, some people are just worn out from smoking cigarettes. Some people come in and go, everything's coming. Like, oh my gosh, you got Ethel Merman disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah what about uh anyway so uh this is part of a larger program from the nih um where they're trying this is bridge to ai program is what they call it uh, need a lot of samples so, yeah need a lot of samples so you can start and diagnosis i guess so you can kind of start pairing things up and teaching the, the ai right because you need a big sample size yeah to do a lot of ai uh, machine learning kind of stuff. It's not unheard of. I mean, no, no pun intended about voices. Uh, this is stuff that you know, Dr. Micho Kaku was talking about 10, 15 years ago with us. So yeah, I think yeah, it's possible. Right. I look forward to the time when AI can help us 
spot potential problems. Yeah, but just be able to pull that plug when it goes rogue. Good segue, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Because our next story is about electric vehicles. And normally, if you are currently an electric vehicle owner, like today, you own a Tesla or some other electric vehicle, you know how long you can take to charge, especially if it's on, oh, house power of 110 volts. Okay. Not the quickest operation. Well, researchers have found that they can use some technology from NASA to potentially get that charge time down to about five minutes, which would really help if you're on a long road trip and you don't want to spend overnight at a hotel charging your car up uh, because you just drove four hours and ran out of juice. Uh, They are... So the, the, the main problem is when you move current through a conductor, such as, oh, a cable... The more current you push through, the hotter it's going to get. You may have noticed this in the past. That's that's how we get like the actual fuses. You know, that's why fuses blow because they're they're meant to <laughs> melt <laughs> at a certain uh, yeah yeah you know, right ten amp fuse, twenty amp fuse, etc. That's exactly what they're doing. Is they're proving that hey, it's getting too hot in here. You're moving too much current. You're asking us to draw a lot of current. Well, that's so they're going to. The thing about if you could put like a cooling jacket on here, because NASA has done this in the past with some of their projects, I'd, I'd say they obviously have an advantage being out in space because it's much, much colder out there that they wouldn't have to work as hard. But yeah, if, you know, right. maybe you could put some sort of liquid nitrogen jacket around the hose from the pump. I don't know. You could, you could possibly get your car charged a lot faster. That would be great. Actually, yeah, and like you mentioned, that's one of the bigger complaints about, I mean, they're getting it down some, but uh, it's still, you know, at 30 minutes to an hour, that's a long time to stand around a pump. Well, and a, and the, the charging stations are a big limitation right now to the adoption of electric vehicles. So yes, our availability. Government, the government in the U.S. is saying, well, we're going to put half a million of them out there. So that won't be a problem. Well, it is. It, you're going to have gas lines of the 70s during the oil embargo when people mm-hmm. are lined up going, hurry up up there. I've only been plugged in for an hour. You know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> hey, exactly. Well, I'll tell you that my, my big fear, um, not really fear, but concern is that once we get to that tipping point where electricity is on uh, demand for uh, for cars is about on par with gasoline and there's you know they're starting to make that crossover yes is that what is the gas prices going to look like because they're because demand is going to start going way down it's not like they're going to do it on their good graces and keep prices around similar you, you mean know they're going to jack up the electric prices or well in some some instances uh, i don't think you can swap out electric for gas what about um, you know, farm machines, uh, you know, yes, of, that could be electric. Like so I'm thinking that I could, but I'm saying it's not going to be like anytime soon. So I'm saying gas prices. I feel like the market's going to get wonky, uh, when the demand starts to go down and the prices go up, but electricity is slowly coming up. There's going to be a, a little, a crossover where it's not going to be pleasant for a while is what I'm getting at. Welcome to the Economist podcast, where two idiots yeah. don't talk about things we really don't <laughs> well, know anything about. Well, I'm serious. Do I, oh. I mean, does it is that not a concern? The the market landscape will change as electric yes. vehicles. Oh yeah, if we can get electric vehicles to become adopted more. Well, and the other problem is you got people that can't afford an electric vehicle off, off the bat. So until they get cheap enough, and or the used car market gets saturated. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. I think that's where the ga- the pricing on gas is going to pinch people. I don't know. It's just something I think about. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> we have, that takes care of our news, but we do have one story in the Hacks and Strange stories. <laughs> and speaking of a hack. <laughs> this is yeah, just this- sad, but yet surprisingly idiotic. So it's is a story surprising? about a woman who was scammed by a Russian astronaut who claimed he needed money to return to Earth. And not only to return to Earth, but to return. He's a Russian astronaut who, who talked to this woman in Japan. And he said, well, I need I need money because there's like basically port fees. Landing fee. Yeah. Landing fees to get, you know, the, the rocket to Japan. Like what? <laughs> this, this, 
this poor lady must have known absolutely nothing about science or the space station or uh it, it, it's really sad so there uh she ended up giving him her him unfortunately what was it about a million yen 4.4 million yen which is about thirty thousand dollars u.s in Still. five installments uh it's like, but when his demands continued, the woman grew suspicious of his intent and reported it to the police. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So she finally did, you know, it's just, it's sad. It says, uh, Japanese police do not collect data specific to romance scams. The number of fraud cases, which includes romance scams, rose from 8,693 a decade ago to mm-hmm. about 15,000 last year. Oh, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's a nearly 67% increase. But the good news is it's down from its peak in 2017 at eight, just over 18,000. <laughs> like, oof. I know. it. There is no easy fix for this kind of stuff. It is, it is sad and scary, you know, how easy it is to scam people. I mean, he just, uh, he made up a Instagram profile and scammed this lady into giving him money, port fees for <laughs> landing fees in japan (laughs) there was a there was was, i mean these Uh, people are so opportunistic i don't even have the mindset to think that quickly but they were uh like as soon as hurricane ian rolled through the scammers were on about hey we'll fix your roof anytime someone asks you to pay first mm -hmm. don't you know that's that's a red flag right there yeah Yeah, give us our money we'll come back and fix your roof tomorrow (laughs) no (laughs) well there's a I got uh, a slightly on a different spin. I've talked about it before that Kiboga, Kit Boga, K-I-T-B-O-G-A is yeah. a YouTube channel and he is scamming the scammers. So the scammers call, I guess oh, he's got right, right, phone right. numbers and stuff. Yeah. They call him and some of them are tech support calls. They want to get on his computer. He has a fake virtual machine uh, that they get on. Can they sell uh, him an extended warranty for their car? I'd like to get yeah, some pretty of those much. people. Well, he's got... On that virtual machine, he's got like a, a fake Bank of America. It's like a demo Bank of America uh, site. Uh, what is that other one? There's a couple of bank ones, and then he's got something. Else. Anyway, so it looks like, oh, a fake Google Google Play um, site. So he's setting so, on some honeypots. So they want to know that they, what it is is when they get on the tech support call, yeah. they get they. He says, "Oh, you can have access to my machine." Uh, you know, this is Microsoft calling kind of thing. You know where. They want to get on the machine and fix right, it. Right. And then they need to pay for it. Oh, we can help you transfer that money out of your account. Or when they blank the screen so the person can't see, he, of course, you, he's got it set up where he can see what's going on. Uh, but they go into the bank and try, uh, try and send it. And it looks like it went, but it didn't. Or they scam. They're trying to scam him, which he's acting as an old lady. Scam him to go to the uh, get some money in the form of Google play cards and they want the codes so they can redeem the money. But he's like, he's playing stupid and he posts the code into his fake site and they're like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's people, how they, that's how they make their money, man. A good thing. Our listeners are too smart for that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would highly suggest go watch him and you'll see. As, as we now ask, our, uh, congratulate our patrons for their donations. <laughs> Wait. Ooh, no, we're doing a shout out to the chat room. Oh, shout out to the chat room first. Yeah, let's okay. break it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Sunday nights at 930. We're around. We want to see you. We've got a number of people out here hanging around with us. Paul Mackey and Mike Robinson have been chatting it up pretty good tonight. We'd love to see you. Join us Sunday nights at 930 Eastern Time whatever that is in your part of the world or country. Maybe you're working the graveyard shift in Australia. No, that wouldn't be graveyard in Australia. That would be more like graveyard in Europe. Okay, whatever the day before. Be. The day before. No, the day no, after. after. <laughs> yeah, I remember there were a couple times when I was in Malaysia and I was at work Monday morning going, hey, it's Technorama time. <laughs> it's like yeah. very, very bizarre listening to the show live oh, yeah. in the morning. Or listening to a U.S. football game in in Germany at like two a.m. It's just oh yeah oh time zones how you humor me. Yep. If only the world were flat, we wouldn't have to bother. It is. It's flat. It's, it's round like a dinner plate. It's just flat in my yard. That's now all. we'll <laughs> talk about our scam. No, wait. <laughs> what?
<laughs> the Patreon people. Thank you very right. much to everybody who has graciously contributed as little as a dollar per episode to keep this show running. And we are coming into some mighty fine bills at the end of the year. Oh boy. But we also have some rewards for our higher tier patrons. We're working on that. We, we're we're getting the t-shirts out in time for Christmas, I hope. Right? Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Craig, Craig was just wrestling oh, with that before we got on the air. Oh, man. You know, there's always something. <laughs> it's like, we've got the design done finally. He's trying to upload it. It's not happening. Like, so we're going to get that to you. In fact, they're so nice, I want one for myself. And maybe That's even right. one of the backup ones. So... We've got the 2022. Maybe we should put a year on that design so people know it's, you know, the 2022 vintage or something. Mm. I can put the year on there. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the reading of the patrons. Alexis Duran, thank you very much. Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Avner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown. I'm not to the point where I can do this with my eyes closed yet, but close. Some of the listeners are probably going along with me. Chris Martinez. Chris MC, Dandy Man Coyer, whoop. Oh, yeah, he was on too. Forgot to mention that name. He's in there. So we had several people watching tonight. What? Oh, Craig's putting another row on the table at the bottom. I'll get there in a second. Yeah. Where were we? Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros. Thank you, John Clifford, John Noble, Yorga Schrawen, and Crazy Joe Adventures called in earlier. Kyle Nishioka, happy birthday to you. Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Matt Baum, Mike Wills, Paul Mackey, I believe you're still the newest member. We need someone to knock him, knock that crown off his head. <laughs> yeah. Saturday Morning Media, Stephen Weshy, Steve Therian, Steve Cody, Steve London, Tim Cook, and put your thank you name and thank you very much here. Put your name here if you're <laughs> following along. That's the extra so right. Craig's all ready for our new patrons, our Q4 friends. Oh, you want to do that? Craig's already got it on the screen, but I'm going to read it to you if you're listening to this in podcast audio form. Patreon.com slash Technorama Podcast. It's only a dollar. You only pay when we do a show. So we're on vacation. You don't get billed. It's once a month. But it really, really, really helps. So thank you. And we'll get those t-shirts out to our $5 members really soon. Watch your mailbox. Okay. That's, hey, uh, Paul, by the way... The way it works is you got to go recruit somebody else. So it's like, and then you get a cut of theirs. No, we're not doing (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh yeah, that's right. That's illegal. (laughs) That's a pyramid scheme. We're not going there. Yeah. No, don't do that. Do it. Oh, I thought they said Fonzie scheme. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) I think he had a scheme of his own. That's, that's something else entirely. All right. It's time for us to talk about the TV and movie stuff we watched in the last week. Gosh, you got me out. Well, I thought I... You know what? I'm going to save the first one for next time. We're not quite done. I thought we might be, but I just scratched one from my list. Okay, let's go to the second one. Human Playground on Netflix. This is narrated by Idris Elba. So, very good narration. And it talks about all kinds of games and sports we play, and some of them are really bizarre. It's not the chase the wheel of cheese down the hill thing, but it's right up there with that. Uh, there's things like leaping the bull to not get gored to death. There's yeah. a lady who dives into the freezing cold ice water and then jumps and she's just wearing her little skimpy swimming suit. And then she f- tries to warm up for the next hour. Uh, and, and it's, a lot of it is cultural based. Uh, it, a lot of it is based on, uh, legends, religions, survival, uh, and, and some of it, you just don't know what they're coming up with next. They, they did get into esports at the end. So they, they talk about, you know, how we are continuing to evolve and some people making a bunch of money off of it. Uh, there is a, what was it? The one in, I think, I can't remember where it was, Nigeria, uh, where they have a fight that's been going on. It's kind of like boxing and wrestling with bare knuckles and it's been going on for centuries and these Chinese people came in and said, hey, we can make money at this. So they built this multi-million dollar stadium. And it, it kind of imbibed new life into the economy because there's people that are uh, selling their food and beverages at mm-hmm. the event. There's people that are uh, obviously betting on the side. 
Uh, so there's, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on. It's it, very fascinating show. I think it was six episodes, uh, about an hour each. I think it was maybe 45 minutes. So mm-hmm. Human Playground on Netflix, loved it. Great, great way to expand your mind. I've rolled in the snow, out of the sauna before. Oh. And oh, by the way, I do uh, that. The, the rest of the world pronounces it sauna. So I am going with the sauna. Finnish, not sauna. That's an American bad way of pronouncing it. It's it's it it grates my nerves the same way. If it's way the that, American way, it's the right way. No, <laughs> no. Say it like the locals who invented it. That's my Sound motto. Up. It's not pasta. It's pasta. So now that I've <laughs> insulted all of our British friends too, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a. I will cook pasta all day long. I'm... Okay, what do you got? All right, so I watched uh, Werewolf by Night, which is on Disney Plus. It's a one-off show. It's not like a series or anything. <laughs> Paul Mackey. Paul Mackey said, "You said it right." OMG! <laughs> With a name like Mackey, I know why you said that. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> you mean my day, Paul? <laughs> so, um, you know, there's and with the Marvel shows or the Marvel Where, universe. Werewolf by Night yeah. is a Marvel thing. Yes, and with the Marvel stuff, there is different parts of the. There's a multiverse. Different little pockets of multiverses and this was one where it was more in the vein of horror movies you know like with the old school with the werewolf and everything and you'll see a, a if, if you're a marvel fan like comic book fan you'll see a a character in there that makes a little more than a cameo that is in there uh not one that you've seen on the screen before but i love the way it was filmed of course it was all black and white uh they used shadows when the guy turned into the werewolf you don't actually see him turn you see his hands start to change and then but you see the shadow on the wall you know where you know from like the bugs bunny yeah where it's changed yeah yeah kind of like that uh, bugs bunny where he's changing and uh i enjoyed it i thought it was great the music was great um i forget his name but the director did the music and directed the show which is kind of interesting um but yeah i can recommend that uh the werewolf by night is it a movie or is it a series it's just a one-off for like a movie, but it's kind of short. It's like maybe an All right. hour. All right. I think it was an hour. Yeah. Uh, I also watched, I finished watching, I've been watching this for the last couple of months. It's called I'm a Killer on mm-hmm. Netflix. You know, I'm always watching crime shows and whatnot. This is a story about prisoners who are on death row. Some have been commuted. Some have been turned into life with no possibility of parole because of the law changing. Like, oh, wait, he committed the crime when he was 16. You can't sentence a minor to death. So, like, in 2005, they changed it. Uh, there's three seasons of 10 each, 8 each. I mean, it's a fairly long haul, and you start to get this mm-hmm. recurring theme. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because uh, season one varied a bit in format from two and three. And, of course, Netflix putting shows in backwards orders like they usually do. I watched three, then two, then one. Now I got to the beginning and went, wow, they really kind of fell off there. Oh, wait, I was watching them backwards. The uh, They usually start with the prisoner telling their story, and they almost inevitably tell a variation of what, you know, to make them not sound as bad as they really are. Mm-hmm. And then you get the story from the family, you get the story from the prosecuting attorney, you get the story from a, a lot of different sources. Sometimes you get a story from like their childhood friend. Oh, you know, Billy, Billy couldn't be all that bad. He was, he was just misunderstood. And he was, he was really, quiet one. he was a caring individual. Yeah. That went and, you know, shot three people in his family one evening. Yeah. As, right. Uh, you know, but he didn't remember cause it was, you know, so it was, um, you know, disturbing. It certainly, you know, they don't, they don't go into, well, they do go into the graphical details, but they don't show people getting shot. They'll, uh, the, the thing I found is the pattern that I spot is that a lot of these people were made. They were, they were, uh, abused or mm-hmm. molested or something in their childhood by drunk father or, uh, you know, started with drugs and drinking by this uncle they looked up to uh, and then they got into crime and the crime got bad and they eventually killed somebody and went to prison for it. Right. Uh, it's 
it's unfortunate because, you know, if, if alcoholic dad wasn't a problem or you could take that child out of the environment before they had lasting impact, we'd be saving other lives. So, you know, it, it, it kind of spoke to me on the fact that it, look for those opportunities where a child's life is being negatively impacted and do what you can to get them out of that. Because I, I, I'm not saying every kid that's yelled at is going to turn into a serial killer or, right. uh, you know, go shoot up a school. Well, you never know these days. Um, but it's, it's something to be cognizant of and yeah, there's nothing you can do about somebody who, you know, uh, you know, went out to rob somebody and then shot him square in the eyes in 1985. But you know, that, that the person who did that was a product of their upbringing in almost every case. Right. One guy was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, he, he went out with his friends. Of course, his story was that, Hey, I was just driving the car. This guy went up the driveway and shot, you know, the, the judge's kid. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah. And then you find out, no, he wasn't just randomly driving around. So there's, there's a lot of fascinating stories and you kind of get pulled in to the, almost the sympathy of the prisoner at first in, in many cases, not all of them. Certainly some people just flat out go, I admit it. I shot three people. I should be in here. One guy was begging to be sentenced to death. He's like, I, I didn't get the death penalty at my original trial. So I killed somebody in prison to get resentenced to the death penalty. You're like, you are messed up, buddy. You are right. messed up. Okay. That's, I'm a killer if you're interested. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Um, the next one is, and it just concluded was uh, She-Hulk. I, um, I knew a little bit about She-Hulk. I've read some of the old comics in the past. Uh, and She-Hulk this uh, show it's a, again, it's Marvel. You need to go in with a sense of humor because it is not serious or doesn't take itself seriously. Uh, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking and, uh, enough where Deadpool needs to take some notes. Really? Yes. There, if you're interested <laughs> to see how they do that, I would say go to, if you don't want to see the whole series, go to the last episode. There is a, there's a whole thing. Uh, it, it, it goes nuts. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I realized they really, they really broke it. Uh, in the comic, uh, She-Hulk routinely broke the fourth wall enough where she was actually talking to the, uh, the creator or not the creator, but uh, John Byrne, the artist that was drawing the comic. And she would uh, routinely talk to the readers. So it was, entirely within her character to be doing this. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. Uh, they did pretty good with the special effects, you know, considering she's a tall green woman. Sometimes it didn't quite work a hundred percent, but I just kind of let it go, you know, but they did a great job with it overall. I enjoyed it. Uh, even my wife's watched it. So I was very surprised by that. And it had, uh, Tatiana uh, Maslana is the, it, she plays, uh, Jennifer Walters, the, the she Hulk herself. And, uh, she's, she's easy to like, uh, you know, from, uh, orphan black, you know, everybody, yeah. she's a great little actress. So, uh, I enjoyed it. Lots of Hulk. You'll see if you're a comic book fan, you'll see lots of familiar faces and, um, some that you never, you know, you only seen in the comics is what I'm getting at. So it's good. I can't, I can't not think of the Amazon women on Futurama. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need snoo snoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that happens. There was no too. snoo snoo on She Hulk. Oh, there was. Oh, I'm damaged. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I would say go watch it, but I don't know if you'd like it a hundred percent. But, right. um, but yeah, there's some stuff in there. I think you would you would find amusing. My last one is Rings of Power on Amazon. Hmm. On Prime Video, it, I should is say. it concluded now? It oh, is yeah, concluded. They wrapped up the episode eight, and they wrapped it up well. It was it was a bit like um, Rogue One in a sense. I mean, they okay. they, did, they didn't like walk into the scene where you know Gandalf rolls into town, but they they set it up. You know, from the backstory in uh, Fellowship, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Sauron was having this battle with the elves and Isildur chopped off his finger. And yeah. So you, you get some names out of that that are in this series. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. they, they wrap things up, but they left you with enough things going, well, hang on. What? Because for the longest time, there is one character in here who falls out of the sky, like on a meteor, the, the uh, the proto hobbits, the, the, not the proud, what's the, the, um, oh, I can't remember their name. They, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they find him, but he, first of all, he can't speak, but then he eventually learns their language and, uh, you're like, well, who is this guy? And then there's three mysterious, um, women entities following him or trying to track him down and and they possess some magical powers like hey one can reach into the fire pick up some coals and then be a human <laughs> flamethrower and yeah. like, that's a neat trick uh, yeah <laughs> we don't we don't really figure out who they are unless somebody f- who's read more of the tolkien books knows who they are i'd love to find out and um we also find out the origin of Sauron and mm-hmm. it, it, so the, the, the basic story is, is mainly around these early hobbits, Galadriel and, mm-hmm. and the elves and yes. the men of Numenor. So it's, you, you keep flying between, uh, am I missing anybody? I'm trying not to, I hope not. Uh, and, and they intersect each other. Uh, but the twist they throw in the final episode is like, wow, okay. Didn't see that coming, but it, it fits like a plug in the socket when they line those things up and you're done watching the show, you're going, I get it now. I, I know yeah. where Sauron is. I know what became a Galadriel. I know, uh, where the three elves got their three rings. Mm-hmm. Now they don't get into Mordor, or excuse me, Sauron making the ring of power or the 12 that went to the dwarves and or the 12 yeah, that right. went to the men, then 11 that went to whatever it was. Uh, but I'm still working on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's very fascinating. I it, visually stunning as you would expect from this universe. Uh, there were times where I thinking that, man, they, they I wonder if Peter Jackson was consulted on this because it was just, so well done music effects, no i don't everything yeah I'm, i don't believe he was so i thought it was good i thought it was good well Rings good i'm power. gonna go I'm, now that it's over i'm gonna go back and check it because i i just had too many things <laughs> i was kind of involved in and i'm like and I waiting every friday for a new episode it's like ah, right yeah now i can kind of go through it i'm not going to binge it uh, uh but i will watch it in an accelerated fashion yeah it's yeah, uh I, you want to you want to absorb everything in one episode because it's a lot it's a yeah. lot. And the last one I think was 90 minutes. So brace yourself. Right. All right. That's it for. Actually, we can skip Maybe the things they... in the geek library. I think we'll, we'll mention them longer. real quick. There are some images, right. earth-based images of Jupiter's moons, Europa and Ganymede. And they're, they're blurry. Like you would expect. They're nothing like you saw from the, uh, the. They said the clearest picture. I was like, uh, I don't know. It's like a 64 by 64 pixel. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Uh, and there's also an article here about the cerebellum. That's, you know, the part of the back of the brain that looks mm-hmm. like, you know, hamburger it, <laughs> it, and, and it's how they're, they're figuring out some new functions that it may have in terms of the rest of the brain too. The amygdala, mm. the hippocampus and the cerebellum are part of these emotional states and how you where it's, it's kind of fascinating reading. I encourage you to read it in the geek library over at episode 690 at chuckchat.com slash technorama. Oh, wait, that's the other show that I have to do that. So we're going to leave yeah. you with a question of the week. Now that we are at the top of the hour, good timing yeah. for us. What is, even, what is it? We don't play by a play clock around here. What What's a movie that bombed at the box office, but was actually good? Ooh, I like Alf this one. the movie. No, I'm stop, kidding. stop, stop. <laughs> now you're going to get Joe to call in twice. <laughs> All right, we're you have an, do you, have, you got an answer? You got something? Off the top of my head, I can't think of one, but I know there's something out there that... Uh, I can tell you one. I got one. Go right ahead. Now. Speed Racer. Really? I love that movie. That doesn't surprise me, Craig, given your nostalgia for Speed Racer. Speed Racer was awesome. <laughs> the movie was. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't okay. do very well. I'll, I'll figure so, something out by the time we get there. Amy says... Uh, that poem is a powerful, uh, 
Nine. Oh, nine for the mortal men doomed to die. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, they do play the song at the end. So I should have remembered that at the very end of episode, they, they play this song about the, mm-hmm. the rings. Okay. Yep. Okay. There we go. Hey, hey wait a minute. Yes. Uh, real quick. I think it's coming back for a second season already. I, it, what? Rings of power? Yeah. It felt like it was done. I mean, they, they, well, could, I mean, they even could if they got a different, where it is, even if it's a different story, but, uh, um, I think they were, they planned on two power, two, two powers, two, uh, seasons. Well, maybe, maybe the, we'll get to see the rest of the rings made. Yeah. And where the dragons come from. Well, uh, see, there you go. You're missing out on that part. So yeah, they didn't wrap everything up. <laughs> they got to get to the part where Isildur chops off Sauron's finger. Then we're done. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and when he gets his helmet, that can get Wi-Fi. Yeah. All right, that takes us to the end of the show. Thank you very much. You just got that? It looks uh, yeah. like one of those Netgear, you know, with the 15 uh, yeah, antennas on it. Some of those funky uh, Wi-Fi routers. Right. Yeah. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us by calling the listener line at 707-530-2428. We'd love to hear from you. Or technorama at chuckchat.com. Oh, maybe this podcasting 2.0 thing will come out and we'll just be able to push a button and leave a voicemail when the princess Princess bride Bride. good answer good answer for a movie follow us by looking on the internet wherever you look for search for technorama podcast and we will be there thank you very much for all of your help this week craig finding the new stories etc pleasure yeah thank you everyone who listens special thank you to all of our patrons we'll have those t-shirts out shortly in the meantime craig The answer is binary high five. The question is? 101? That would be correct. (laughs) 